Hello and welcome to the Capable Body Podcast, bridging the gap between healthcare providers and real people with real stories. This is your host, Matt Viegas. In today's episode, this is really explicit content as the title states, covering the darkness of domestic violence. And this is something I've been very reluctant to share about my own personal stories, but... Uh, as far as timing in the year, this is when I would like to share them. And I really hope that for those of you who do listen, that you do gain something out of this. I don't know what that is for you, but it's definitely not easy for me to share or to have re-experienced these moments and so without further ado I'd really really like to share this content with you and let me know what you think in the Facebook group the capable body community thank you so much for tuning in as always and if you do skip this one I am not at all uh, disappointed Thanks. There's three stories that I want to share and then um, just something something else at the end. Um, but the first thing so that I could just shut my laptop down is, um, I know this is like a Debbie Downer to start, but um, yeah, like, I don't think I told anyone this is how, because of the way that my family left and who had what that uh, my father, he still has the tapes and the photo albums, the, the family memories. Um, and uh, I can't remember if I posted about this in the group, but um, my older brother did try to get them back. Um, but it wasn't successful and uh, we all knew that uh, my dad hadn't changed, you know. So, yeah. So three stories, and and it's not not really in chronological order, but it's it's because it's the way that I want to share them. The first story I really want to share um, is with the way the court system was, and my mom wasn't really pushing or fighting for anything. That uh, I ended up visiting. Um, with my father and uh, at first those were supervised and and with my mom just at a designated location public um, and just for an hour every so often and then how gradually those you know visits um, became unsupervised and how they became longer um, how oh, eventually I was uh, staying at his place. And um, mind you, I'm the youngest of three kids. Uh, my older brother, six years older. My older sister, nine years older. Um, my sister was older than 18, so she didn't have to go. And my older brother, he was, he was uh, 
very, very strong and set in his ways and able to convince, convince a court, convince a judge that he really didn't want to. And he just repeatedly said no. And that left me. And how there's this one time where we were just, me and my dad at a Starbucks. Um, and it's the simplest thing, just me as a kid, I must have been maybe like 11 or 12, middle school age at the time, just ordering something. And I just say the order, I can't remember everything that we talked about or said, but I just remember how like I could feel and sense that like I knew what was gonna happen and just his tone and everything like I tried talking about it in, in that podcast episode I shared about just how he's so much about authority and the commandment honor thy father and how just something so simple, just ordering a, a drink at Starbucks or something, how that could take him off. And how just going around the corner to like uh, another shop, I don't remember everything. I just remember sitting there with him and him trying to explain everything that, like, don't you respect me? And, and I'll that type of discussion and, and just me sitting there crying. And I think the reason this moment stuck with me more was because I just remember seeing out of the corner of my eye, um, a police officer just standing in line waiting for something. And I mean, I was a good kid and I wasn't causing a scene or anything. I was just sitting there crying and just thinking how, like, there's a police officer there, like, aren't you going to come and ask, now that you see there's a kid crying, just to check and see if something's okay? And, of course, uh, nothing happened. And how just, I think that's probably one of the moments where I just felt really angry. There are a lot of moments like that, but... This was definitely one of those highlight ones. And how, just fast forwarding to when he finally dropped me off um, at my mom's parents, my grandparents' house where we were. And how, um, dropping me off, I go get out of the car and ring the doorbell because I don't have the key. And I must have had some kind of look on my face because I remember my older brother just, you know, unlocking the door and everything. And he, he just asked me, are you okay? And I just remember in that moment just bawling and sobbing uncontrollably and I just 
didn't want to hold on to anything anymore. And now my brother hugged me and he yelled at my dad, like, get out of here. And then my dad just backed up and drove off. But, I mean, that's, that's really the first story I wanted to share, a highlight of how just I felt like I was just being belittled, so belittled. And this, like, why me mindset especially with like being court ordered to go to anger management and having the people in there with these crazy stories and when it comes to me i don't know what to say and they don't even know why i'm in there and just dealing with so much bullshit but yeah, the, that's the only thing I really want to highlight about, like, after the divorce. But the two stories I wanted to share about before, when we were all living together. Um, there was one just on a Sunday. Um, we were getting ready to go to church. And... Um, for whatever reason, my brother just didn't want to dress up, and he was just very adamant about it. He didn't want to dress up. And mind you, we're upstairs in our bedroom. My brother and I shared the bedroom um, in our house. And I just remember sitting there on the bed and how this argument just built up. And obviously, it wasn't about dressing up. And I mean, I could sense it with my brother, how he was probably over everything at that point. I mean, he had run away from the house several times before. And how he, he was ticked off the same way that I was about that whole authority aspect and how this argument building up eventually with the shouting it reached a point where my brother was just begging my dad to like push him or punch him or something and how my mom was coming over the room because she wanted us all to be quiet and not to alert the neighbors or anything or or whatnot, and how eventually, I mean, my dad did push my brother, and how um, just with that fall, my brother nicked his head on uh, one of the drawers on the cabinets, and how um, he was bleeding. And my mom, being a nurse, uh, she grabbed a towel, you know, got it on his head, and I just remember my brother's you know, saying thank you. And, and how after that moment, there was another time where he decided to walk out of the house and walk towards my grandparents' house, my mom's parents, which was just a few blocks down the street. And 
with my mom being in the car and going to pick him up just having to live life like that and that was just about going to church and then the last story um, that I took, talked a little bit about before um, yeah with my home my house that I grew up in 1158 Mariana's Lane Alameda California 94502 these brown two-story townhouses how um, yeah my brother was out because he was out at uh, cross-country meet and my sister was in college at the time University of San Francisco um, where my parents went and they met and how my parents were just at the dinner table uh, next to the kitchen talking about finances trying to figure out how to how to make ends meet and I don't even remember everything but uh, just how everything was escalating and how I could sense it was gonna turn into something and I just I didn't run I just walked over to the living room downstairs and just sitting on the couch lying there crying not able to do anything when I was 10 years old and how like I just remembered shouting and going up and down the stairs tossing the water pitcher and I don't even remember what it, exactly it was that was being said and how for whatever reason that whole buildup um, led to my father choking my mom and my sister calling the police and then when the police got there I can't imagine what they thought and yeah here I am just this kid and even with the police there my father's still saying talking about money and like how are we going to do this even in the presence of police and just that whole drama and how we uh, eventually went down the street to my grandparents house and how yeah everyone's focus was obviously on, on my mom um, my sister and I'm just there in the kitchen with my grandparents and 
they're just trying to figure things out. And yeah, just how it's weird and so surreal. It's like I was a good kid, but I had zero influence on anything. And if there's anything that really helped me, I guess, is the fact that I was just born and raised in the same area. School-wise, nothing really changed, but there's all this family drama. I mean, my friends were still the same people, and yeah, nothing really was to the benefit of this kid, nothing of, none of the decisions, any ways that the, the way the courts or, or anything worked, anger management, like, nothing was really to my benefit. I think that's really the, really the biggest thing, because, I mean, even just as a kid, I was already dealing with, like, I was born with a brachioplexus injury, and it's like, how the hell do I explain that as a kid? Yeah. Being different in a classroom or a PE. And, like, I guess the notion is really just, like, why am I being held responsible for these things that affect me, but I didn't do? And I, I guess that's really... Really the major thing that I wanted to say, especially with those stories. And there is, there is one last thing that I do want to talk about because obviously we can't, we can't leave it Debbie Downer like this, but um, yeah, the one thing, hopefully I get it right. <laughs> the one thing that I really wanted to talk about, um, especially when I was in high school and, and just all the pressure and how my mom was finally able to get a home, her own place, not living at our grandparents. And um, I mean, it was still nearby my grandparents. I could go there for dinner. Um, but for the most part, like coming home from school and practice and whatever, and the houses to myself and having to do homework and everything. Like, I mean, I really try to talk about it a lot with um, just how I feel like that's the time that I was my most admirable and most like just focused and how it's just such a struggle to try and find that again and after reading like mm -hmm. these personal development books I think really what it comes down to is just this um, this belief in yourself and how I mean I I really wish that everyone in here had a chance to know me when I was in high school because I was, <laughs> I was so, I was so weird, but like most of all, it's like, I was just, I was so like helplessly hopeful. <laughs> and it's like, 
yeah it's just like it's funny like if you had if you could sit down and, and like have that conversation with me it would be like you just went through all this and like you're living sometimes you go home by yourself and like how are you focused like why are you doing these things why like you're young like how are you so mature like all those things and there were definitely a lot of um a lot of influences i'm not gonna lie but yeah what it really comes down to like i said it, it really is just this the solid belief in yourself. Uh, I'll probably have to talk about it like so many more times, <laughs> but just how, how you have every single reason in the world to be angry, to be bitter, to feel let down. Like, why are you this way? How can you be? happy and I want to leave it on a high note and, and a happier note and, and really what it was back then being in high school was just this notion of isn't it better like isn't it isn't it better to have a dream to have a vision to have something you believe in to be optimistic how despite the weight of the world trying to crush you you still somehow pull through and just isn't it better to believe in yourself and with that once you do that like anything truly is possible so yeah yeah i'm i'll i'll leave it there <laughs>